1: Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey there and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I am an executive producer at HowStuffWorks and I love all things tech, although this particular topic may be a little less than usual because it gets Pretty hairy. See, in May 2018, news broke that more than a dozen Google employees had handed in their resignations over the company's involvement in a program called Project Maven. So what the heck is Project Maven, and why did those employees leave? And why have an estimated 4,000 Google employees put their names on petitions to end the company's involvement with the project? It's time to dive into a really serious current topic. Project Maven is a large technology project overseen by the United States Defense Department with a specific focus on bringing artificial intelligence, or AI, applications into military functions and campaigns. The argument for Project Maven was that AI as a field has been advancing for years, with particularly impressive advancements made in the last couple of years alone, and yet the military has lagged behind. As Air Force Lieutenant General Jack uh, Shanahan wrote in the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists back in November 2017, quote, The U.S. military still performs many activities in a style that would be familiar to the military of World War II, end quote. The argument was that something needed to change to bring these processes into the 21st century. To that effect, on April 26, 2017, Robert Work, who then was the Deputy Secretary of the Defense Department, released a memo calling for the establishment of a new team called Project MAVEN. Well, that's the nickname. The other name for the team was the Algorithmic Warfare Cross-Functional Team. The memo's opening paragraph says this, and I quote, as numerous studies have made clear, the Department of Defense must integrate artificial intelligence and machine learning more effectively across operations to maintain advantages over increasingly capable adversaries and competitors. Although we have taken tentative steps to explore the potential of artificial intelligence, big data, and deep learning, I remain convinced that we need to do much more and move much faster across DOD, that's Department of Defense, to take advantage of recent and future advances in these critical areas, End quote. On its face, this sounds pretty reasonable, or at least understandable, After all, AI has the potential to do enormous good or harm depending upon its design and implementation. To not pursue AI in the realm of military applications seems like it would be a bad idea. Other nations and militaries are certainly exploring such options, and the landscape of warfare continues to change and become more complex. Artificial or augmented intelligence would be really handy in such a world. Being able to work with sophisticated programs to identify targets, gather intelligence, and form strategies could potentially win a conflict, save lives, or it might even allow for a nonviolent method to resolve a situation, which, in my mind, tends to be the best of all options. The memo's third paragraph details what this group's focus will be, and I quote yet again, The AWCFT's first task is to field technology to augment or automate processing, exploitation, and dissemination, PED, for Tactical Unmanned Aerial System, UAS, and Mid-Altitude Full Motion Video, FMV, in support of the Defeat ISIS Campaign, this will help to reduce the human factors burden of FMV analysis, increase actionable intelligence, and enhance military decision making. AWCFT will, number one, organize a data labeling effort and develop, acquire, and or modify algorithms to accomplish key tasks. Number two, identify required computational resources and identify a path to fielding that infrastructure. And number three, integrate algorithmic-based technology with programs of record in 90-day sprints. Now remember, a sprint, when we talked about agile frameworks, is a essentially a, a period of time in which a project takes place and you're expected to do numerous updates throughout that period and have something that is implementable by the end of the sprint. Now in other words, the earliest task for this new project was to work on programs that would allow unmanned aerial systems, which we commonly refer to as drones, to analyze full motion video with object detection and classification in an effort to identify members of ISIS, uh, areas of interest, equipment, and weapons that bad actors might have at their disposal. The memo continues on to talk about the use of machine learning and automation in efforts of improving intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance missions. The memo established May first, 2017, as the date of the first meeting of the AWCFT, or Project Maven, to give reports directly to the administrator of the program, who would be Robert Wark himself. Lieutenant General Shanahan was named director of the project, which originally had only six members on it, and this marked an aggressive strategy to implement these technologies in the realm of the combat theater, and to do so very quickly. Now, that's not to say that the Department of Defense was a stranger to cutting-edge technology. Far from it. In 1958, President Dwight D. Eisenhower formed the Advanced Research Projects Agency, or ARPA, which would change names to the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, in 1972. While the agency has swapped names back and forth since then a couple times, its mission has remained the same. The office provides funding for various projects aimed to expand science and technology, generally with some thought given toward the possible military benefits those projects have led to amazing things, including the internet and the development of autonomous cars. But while those projects have had and will continue to have a major impact both in military and non-military uses, the focus wasn't narrow enough for the purposes of Project Maven. This project marked a change, one in which the military would be reaching out to experts in the various disciplines that comprise artificial intelligence with the goal of improving military capabilities that could be implemented as soon as possible in a real-world combat theater setting. Obviously, this raised many questions about the process and implementation of technologies. The political climate was, to put it mildly, delicate. Many companies weren't eager to get involved in projects in the wake of Donald Trump's election to president, and various information leaks about governments and corporations had left many more uh, companies a little cautious about getting involved in defense contracts. Part of the strategy to deal with this reluctance was a tight focus on a specific implementation of AI, that being full motion video analysis. The AI in Project Maven isn't meant to take any sort of military or offensive action. Instead, it's meant to sift through data. More on that in just a second. But first, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. Working remotely? Not only was the committee looking for rapid development, the project also had the goal of streamlining all the bureaucratic red tape most parties had to endure when applying for funding from the government. The contracting procedures with the government had a well-earned reputation for being laborious and slow. This alone discouraged many from applying to be part of government projects. Why would you go through the long approval process when you could work in the private sector and make money the entire time? Also, Project Maven focused on reducing the pains of contracting with government agencies. I thought that was kind of a clever part of the project, not just the idea of finding a way to get these technologies rapidly developed and deployed, but how to streamline the process on the front end to encourage more participants in the project. And then there's the desire for rapid deployment. Getting technology out in the field can be a long process on top of everything else. In short, all the stages of funding, developing, and implementing technology are traditionally so slow when it comes to government contracts that by the time you get the tech out into the real world, it's already obsolete. Project Maven aimed to change all that. The goal was to develop tools and iterations and allow the user community that's their quote, to test them as they became available. Now, in this case, the user community happens to be the military. To create an AI that can analyze full motion video and look look for specific things within that video, uh, that was the whole purpose of the project. And it called for an artificial neural network. I've talked about these before, but let me give a quick rundown of what this is right now. Roughly speaking, an artificial neural network is a system of one or more computers in which units of calculation, called neurons, connect to one another through weighted values called synapses in an effort to process information in a way that's similar to how our brains work. As these neurons perform operations on data, they send the data through the synapses, which affects the data itself. This data eventually emerges as output, though the design of the neural network determines how many neurons it must pass through before this happens. The goal is to create a system that can actually learn once trained to do something. So let's say you've got an artificial neural network and you want to train it to recognize a specific image. And we'll say, for the purposes of this example, that the image is a cat. You start to feed the artificial neural network a series of images, some of them cats and some of them of other things, and you design the network so it identifies an object as a cat by process of elimination. And if it does identify something as a cat and it's not a cat, it generates an error. That error then backpropagates through the whole network and the system quote-unquote learns that that particular image did not represent a cat. And if it encounters that image again, it won't mistakenly identify the image as a cat. The same is true if it fails to identify a cat that is present in an image. Doing this millions of times will refine the system as it learns what is and is not a cat. Google actually did something similar to this several years ago. Google's research and development lab created an artificial neural network consisting of 16,000 computer processors with a billion connections within the system. They fed the system 10 million YouTube video thumbnails selected at random, Then they gave the system a list of 20,000 items. The system began to recognize pictures of cats using a deep learning algorithm. And remember, an algorithm is just a set of instructions, directions that you follow in order to get to a specific result. The big breakthrough here was that this system was able to recognize the image of a cat without first being taught what a cat actually was. It learned through training itself by looking at this large set of data. In a similar fashion, Project Maven wished to develop an artificial neural network that could identify potential ISIS activity. Lieutenant General Shanahan wrote about how the military has countless hours of footage gathered by unmanned aerial systems, or drones. A quick word about these, the ones he named specifically included the Scan Eagle, the MQ-1C Gray Eagle, and the MQ-9 Reaper. The Boeing InSitu Scan Eagle is a low-altitude drone that is more than 5 feet long, or about 1.5 meters, with a wingspan a little more than 10 feet, or 3.11 meters wide. It can travel at 92 miles per hour, also 148 kilometers per hour, at top speed, and it can stay in flight for more than 24 hours at a time. It has high-resolution imaging sensors on it, including thermal imagery sensors. The MQ-1C Gray Eagle is built by General Atomics. It's a medium-altitude drone and is an upgrade to the famous Predator drone. It's much larger than the Scan Eagle at 28 feet or 8.53 meters long and a wingspan of 56 feet or 17 meters wide. It can travel at 192 miles per hour or 309 kilometers per hour at top speed. And it, unlike the Scan Eagle, can be armed. With stuff like bombs and missiles. The MQ-9 Reaper, sometimes called the Predator B, is even larger. It's more than 36 feet long, or about 11 meters. It's got a wingspan of 65 feet 7 inches, or 20 meters. And it can travel at 300 miles per hour, or 482 kilometers per hour at top speed. And it can also carry a various armory of weapons all on itself. So those are... Drones that could be used for offensive measures. While the lieutenant general was talking only about using an artificial neural network to analyze video captured by devices like this, naming a couple of drones that are weaponized likely raised many eyebrows. But let me stick with what he was pitching back in November 2017 just for his argument. Shanahan specifically talked about how these drones were gathering thousands of hours of video intelligence. But sifting through that intelligence required even more time and many human analysts. Even then, you could only tackle a fraction of what was being gathered. This meant that most of the time, you were reacting to something that had happened in the field. For example, if an improvised explosive detonated, you might scour through video footage of the area leading up to the detonation in an attempt to identify the persons responsible for it and then track their movements. It still takes an incredible amount of time and work to follow these things, but what if you could automate the system, freeing up analysts to look at what Shanahan was referring to as higher-value analysis work? An AI system that could comb through hours of data and automatically classify and label things, categorizing them either as mundane and unimportant or or something to pay attention to, flagging it for human analysis. It could conceivably make a huge difference and speed things up. Now at the start, humans labeled more than 150,000 images to train MAVEN on data sets, with the goal of increasing that up to 1 million images by the end of January 2018. This would give MAVEN a start at being able to identify various objects at different distances, resolutions, angles, and more. Because remember, computer vision is a tricky thing. Teaching a computer to recognize an image of something is tricky enough, even if you're just sticking to one kind of lighting, one orientation. I always use the example of a coffee mug. Let's say you've got a red, bright red coffee mug, and the handle's pointed toward the left with respect to your view through an image, and you teach a computer, this is a coffee mug. Well, what happens if you have it under a different lighting so it doesn't look like it's bright red? And maybe you've turned it so that the handle's facing the other way. And maybe the angle is a little bit different, so you're looking kind of down into the cup. Will the computer still be able to recognize that as a coffee mug? You have to train it. And then let's say that you change the color of the coffee mug. It's the exact same shape, but now it's blue instead of red. Will the computer recognize it? Let's say that you change the shape of the coffee mug. Now it's a different style of coffee mug from the previous one. We humans can pick up on this very quickly. You teach a human a couple of things about coffee mugs, and then they kind of get the innate grasp of it. You can show them all sorts of different sizes, shapes, colors, lighting conditions. They're going to recognize that as a coffee mug. The same is not necessarily true with computers. So training it is a laborious process. Now, once it is trained, it can go through data far faster than a human could. But you still have to teach it. Shanahan viewed this project as proof that a small, nimble team approach in getting the right parties involved worked. And that this, in turn, would spawn a new era of high-tech projects aimed at incorporating AI into other military operations. He also even expressed a little Caution about this era. So, what exactly about all of this prompted so many at Google to protest the company's involvement? Well, I'll explain that in just a second. But first, let's take another quick break to thank our sponsor. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable, high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with at and in-car Wi-Fi.
1: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts.
2: If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers
0: By the end of 2017, technology developed for Project Maven was in use in various sites in the Middle East. And that's an incredible turnaround. It was less than a year that had gone by since the April memo had launched the project. And already, AI algorithms were being trained to look for specific types of data within full motion video footage. Not only was it being used in the Middle East, the military was already starting to use it in other parts of the world, like Africa. The military stressed that this tech was meant to augment personnel's abilities in gathering and sifting through information. It was meant to flag data so that a human analyst could look it over. Nothing was automatically happening through this system. There was no intent to do anything beyond analyzing information the military was already gathering. But that's still a pretty alarming revelation for many people. And over at Google, Google being a company that was handling a lot of this information, a lot of these algorithms, and working with the military to develop them, worries were growing that it would not stop at data analysis. And this brings us to the petition that thousands of Google employees signed. The Google petition opens with a pretty clear message. Quote, we believe that Google should not be in the business of war. Therefore, we ask that Project Maven be canceled and that Google draft Publicize and enforce a clear policy saying that neither Google nor its contractors will ever build warfare technology. End quote. The petition also expressed skepticism about Project Maven's stated purpose. In the third paragraph, it reads: "Quote. Recently, Googlers voiced concerns about Maven internally." Diane Green responded, assuring them that the technology will not operate or fly drones and will not be used to launch weapons. While this eliminates a narrow set of direct applications, the technology is being built for the military, and once it's delivered, it could easily be used to assist in these tasks. End quote. The petition states that beyond the ethical and moral implications of the project, that it will do damage to the company, including hurting its ability to attract talent to work for Google, saying, if we have a reputation for giving the military technology that helps them kill people, it's going to be really hard to convince new developers to come work for our company. A Google spokesperson responded to the petition with a letter It says, quote, Maven is a well-publicized Department of Defense project, and Google is working on one part of it, specifically scoped to be for non-offensive purposes and using open-source object recognition software available to any Google Cloud customer. The models are based on unclassified data only. The technology is used to flag images for human review and is intended to save lives and save people from having to do highly tedious work, end quote. So the response here is saying, this technology, these algorithms are already available and they're open source. Anyone could take that source code and develop applications based upon it. So really, Google could take the contract and make some money off of it or not take the contract, but their work still ends up being used for that purpose because it's open source and anyone can use it. According to this spokesperson, the AI in Project Maven is... Uh, only assisting humans by pulling up that data that may be of interest while ignoring everything else. So it's not making any decisions on its own. But even Shanahan states in his blog post that there are ethical questions when it comes to incorporating AI that must addressed. He urges for the development of, quote, technological and organizational safeguards to ensure that Washington's military use of AI is consistent with national values, end quote. He also points out that AI could be vulnerable to different failure modes that could be disastrous and that these two must be taken into consideration. So he's saying that we have to implement it responsibly And we have to be aware of its failure points so that we can make sure that it's not vulnerable to them because otherwise we're going to rely far too heavily on a dangerous technology that could end up causing irreparable harm if misused. To further complicate matters, other groups have also urged Google to step away from military projects. In April 2018, one year after Maven launched as a project, the Tech Workers Coalition, which is a group representing employees of major tech companies like Google, IBM, Microsoft, Amazon, and others, launched their own petition stating that tech should not be in the business of war. This petition says that military contracts break user trust, in this case the user being either the general public or, in the case of big companies like IBM, other companies. And the International Committee for Robot Arms Control, uh, meaning autonomous weapons, not, you know, the arms of a robot, issued an open letter to Google urging the company to stop pursuing military contracts. More than 90 academics signed this paper. The letter paints a very grim picture of a possible use for MAVEN, that of identifying targets based upon probabilities arrived at by analyzing long-range surveillance footage of, ultimately resulting in signature strikes and pattern of life strikes, meaning that Google would at least be somewhat complicit in targeted killings. The letter goes on to state that while the express purpose of MAVEN is purely for analysis, such tools could be turned toward automated target recognition in the future. Those of you who are Terminator fans might think of this as another step toward the mythical Skynet system, which would ultimately turn against humans and attempt to wipe us out, sending Arnold Schwarzenegger back in time. The letter ends with three requests. First, that Google terminate its Project Maven contract with the Department of Defense. Second, that the company commit not to develop military technologies nor to allow the personal data it has collected to be used for military operations. And finally, that it pledged to neither participate in nor support the development, manufacture, trade, or use of autonomous weapons and to support efforts to ban autonomous weapons. So far, Google hasn't shown any signs of following those suggestions. In fact, it's been reported that the company is actively bidding on another Department of Defense project called the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI. This project's goal is to create a suite of cloud services for the Department of Defense. It's largely intended to reduce complexity in military data storage systems, which at the moment are fragmented across multiple branches and departments. The JEDI contract will go to a single vendor, which means one company stands to make a lot of money from the project. That's hard to walk away from, I suppose. Though if thousands of your employees are protesting the move, it might warrant some soul-searching. Now, Current wisdom states that Amazon's probably in the lead for that Jedi contract anyway. It might behoove Google to consider listening to its employees in an effort not to alienate its workforce and to potentially damage the company's reputation to the point where no one will come and work for it, or very few, and not necessarily the best and brightest. I'm very conflicted about this on the one hand. Using artificial intelligence to augment people's abilities to do what they've already started doing, is it makes sense to me. Using it to help people cut down on endless hours of work, I get that. On the other hand, if you do think about this as being a stepping stone toward using AI to actually target and potentially kill people, that is terrifying. It is terrifying to think of the amount of power that gives people, the uh, the removal of barriers to commit such actions, because if you think about military actions, you have to think, if you are in command, of the possibility of the loss of human life on your side, right? You have to consider that. You have to say, how, m- how many people are we going to lose if we commit to this action? And is our commitment to that action justifiable based on how many people we think we're going to lose? Well, if you start using automated systems, Then that number creeps down closer to zero for your side, right? If you're using automated systems to carry out your attacks, then you have fewer casualties on your side. And that might mean that you're more willing to enter into those situations. And thus more people do die. It's just they're the people on the other side. So you might, as a military personnel, consider that a good thing. But for others like myself, you might consider it pretty horrifying. So I totally understand why there are Google employees walking out of the company, resigning. They are unable to resolve their philosophical beliefs with the moves that the company has made in the last year. Uh, I also understand the need to incorporate AI into military operations. So this is a very complicated topic. It's not something that's so easy to say, this is wrong and we shouldn't do it. Because I also agree with Shanahan who says, Other organizations out there, countries, uh, militaries and others are already working on this. And so we need to do it, too, just so that we don't end up falling behind. There cannot be an AI gap. So it becomes another arms race, which a lot of people have likened AI to in the past. Anyway, that wraps up this discussion about Project Maven. If you guys have any suggestions for future topics I can tackle here on Tech Stuff, please send them to me. My email address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com or you can draw me a line on Twitter or Facebook. The handle of both of those is techstuffhsw. Remember, we have an Instagram account. You can follow us there and you can watch me record live on twitch.tv slash techstuff. Come on over there on a Wednesday or Friday. You're going to see me record these shows live. And you'll see as I slowly lose my sanity, as more and more people walk in and out of the door that's directly adjacent to this recording studio, necessitating that I re-record the thing I just said a second earlier. If you want to see Jonathan go insane, go to twitch.tv slash techstuff on a Wednesday or a Friday, and you too can be part of the fun. I hope to see you there, and I'll talk to you again really soon.
1: with Zumo Play.